Yuma Daf Mem Gimel was starting eight lines from the bottom of Mem Beis on Beis. We're in the middle of discussing the Psukim of the Paraduma, and we continue with Pasuk Gimel and Parakutes, and of course Pashas Chukas that says Unusatim Oisa El Aloza Koyin Vahitzi Oisa Machutzal Machna, and you should take the Paraduma outside of the Machna. So the Gemara learns Vahitzi Oisa, you should take it outside. You can't take another animal outside with it. Just like we learned in the Mishnah in Masechus Parah. If the par didn't want to go out and go to the harazasim by itself, and you can't take a rope and tie it around the par's neck and lead it because you now do avoid with the paraduma, so you can't take a black cow and say, let's take this cow together with the red cow in order that she have company and want to go outside. So people shouldn't say that in order to do a paraduma, you have to use a black cow and not a red cow because they'll see a black cow going outside. And you also can't take out another red cow over here you won't have a problem because people won't be able to say that a black cow is what's needed for the paraduma because you're taking out two red cows but here there's a problem because in this case we're worried that people will say that you shechted two paradumas at the same time and we know that you can't interrupt and do any other molacha during the procedure of the paraduma and we'll learn later on it says and we learn out you have to have only one part of being shechted at one time and you can't do two at one time and the Gemara continues, Rebbe Aymer, Rebbe says, It's not the Pshat why you can't take out a black cow or a red cow with the Paraduma. Because it's actually as the Pasuk says, So you have to take it out, it has to be by itself, and it can't be together with anything else. So the Gemara is, But Tanakama, Why does Tanakama give any Svaras? That says, On that the Gemara says, Man Tanakama, Rabbi Shimonhi, who is the Tanakama of the Mishnah in Parah? It's going like Rab Shimon, the Darish time of the crow, which is the famous Rab Shimon that is Darish the reasoning for Psukim, and therefore he's giving us the reason why the Torah says, as the Gemara just explained. So the Gemara asks, my Benau, what's an Afkamina between Rab Shimon and the Rebbe? So the Gemara, Ika Benau, this actually is an Afkamina, and we turn Dab Mem Gimel Amenalf, the Apikhamabada. If you're actually taking a donkey, instead of taking a Parah, you walk it out with the donkey together with it, and therefore, according to Common quote Rab Shimon is based on a svar and based on a reason, then it's going to be muta because no one will say that you're going to use this as a paraduma. Everyone knows it has to be some sort of a para. But according to Rebbe, that it's Xerus HaKasav, then it's going to be Asa because Lemaise says Isa and it's not alone and therefore it would not be a good paraduma. And the Gemara continues with the same Pasuk. The Pasuk starts and says, You should give over the paraduma to Allah Zakain, and he'll take it outside the Makhna, and he will. Shecht it, referring to the paraduma, lifanov in front of him. When the Torah said you'll shecht it, it's referring to It's saying you only could shecht the paraduma, but you can't shecht another paraduma together with this one. Meaning you can't take two parasadumas at the same time and shecht both, either together with one long knife and even separately. You wouldn't be able to do it because in the middle of doing that void of one paraduma, you can't do another paraduma. Now the pasuk also says lifanov in front of him, so the Rav learns it means that Lozakoyin is shechting it and he should do it in front of him. He should always keep it in front of himself and he should be Messiah Das from the avoid that he's doing.
do with the paraduma. And this limud works according to Rav, as we learned to that mem bezam and alv, that he learned that a czar is puzzled to do the shechita of the paraduma. But Lishmuel that holds that a czar is kosher to do the shechita of the paraduma, he learned the pasuk that when it says v'shachar isel lefanav, it's actually not talking about a laza doing the shechita, but what it means is zar sheichet ve'lazaroya that v'shachar isa a czar could go and do the shechita lefanav in front of a laza kain. The only requirement of the czar doing the shechita is that it has to be in front of a laza. The laza has to be watching him. But otherwise, the czar is kosher to do the shechita of the paraduma. And the gemara now continues with the next pasuk, which is pasuk dalid in Pashas Chukas, as it says v'lakach a laza kain midama be'etzpay a laza kain will then take from the blood with his finger. According to Shmuel, Ladur Ladlaza comes out according to Shmuel. At this point, we said the czar is kosher to do the shechita, and now it says that Laza Kayan specifically has to take the dam with his finger, and it only could be a Laza and not a czar. But Zakti Gemara, the Rav, having me and Achamir, the Amir Achamir, El Rav, is Tafilu Kayan headed. According to Rav, we know that the Pasapidigay Shechita was saying that it specifically has to be a Laza and it can't be a czar. And therefore, in this Pasuk, when it says again that it has to be a Laza Hakayan that's taking Midama, but that's by didn't have to say that because we know he was referring to Allah. So by the fact that it says Allah once again, Kabbalah, therefore it's a mid achamid, it's telling us only Allah and no one else, and therefore the Amir Achamid El Rabbis, and therefore with Marbo, that the Kabbalah could even be done by a Kayan headed according to Rab. And the Gemara continues to explain Pasik Vav in this Pasha, as it says, since as we said before, according to Shmuel, the Kabbalah had to be done Dafka through Therefore, at this point, we have to say that the Lakicha of the eight errors, the Ezer, which needs to last, could even be done through a coin headed. But Dr. Gemara, the Rav, according to Rav, we just said that we have Ein Mir Achamid, El Rabbis, and we remember that a coin headed could be doing the Lakicha of the Dam at Spain. He could be doing the Kabbalah Saddam. So, why do we have to say again the word coin? Dr. Gemara, according to Rav, Istrich, we do need to say it again over here that it could be done Ali Day a coin headed. You might think, since this Avoida of the its errors and Ezer Vishnitalas is not something to be done on the par itself, it's something external. Loyally by Yikayim, maybe you wouldn't need a Kayin at all, and maybe you could be even do it with Alidei Azar, Kamash one. Therefore, the Torah tells us, it has to be done dafka through a Kayin and not through a Zar. The Gemara continues with the next Pasuk, which is Pasuk Zayin. Chibis begot about Kayin. Over here, it doesn't have to say Kayin because right before that, it said, both will be Shmuel and Lufi Rav. It comes out that it's kosher b'kayin headed. So l'chayr, why does that say the word kayin over here? On that, the Gemara says b'kiyunai to teach us that the begadim we're talking about are the special begadim of the kayin. As Rashi says, she big dekuna nasis v'loy big dechal. That when he does the actual ma'isa of the paraduma, he's wearing the big dekuna and not big dechal. Zakh Gemara v'tamei akayin ad arv. The pasuk at the end of this pasuk says that the kayin should be tamei until the evening, and we learn now kayin b'kiyun l'ladaris that even in future generations the kayin has to wear his big dekuna when he's doing the avodah. The paraduma. So Zakti Gemara, honey, chlo madam al deris b'kain hedi chaper. According to the madam that we had before, that in future generations a kain hedi could do all the avodas of the paraduma. Then it makes a lot of sense that the Torah has to teach us that in future generations you have to wear the big dekuna when you perform the avodah of the paraduma. El madam al deris b'kain gadol. If the din is that in future generations it wasn't done with the alaza kain, but it was done with the actual kain gadol and not with the kain hedi and not with the zar, as we saw yesterday. So lachar it's a kavachayma hash the kain gadol being on bekuna. If we're going up Madrega Ladiris and we're saying that it's going to be done everything through the Kain Gadol and not through Alaza, not through a Kain Hedid, so of course the Kain Gadol has to wear his big day kuna, and therefore why would you need a Pasuk to teach us that? But the Gemara says, 
in Ein Echrami, we still need a Pasuk, because Milsad Asi B'Kavachayma, even something that we can learn through a Kavachayma, Tarach B'Kasuk L'Kra, the Torah still writes a Pasuk to teach us that, that you started in that din. And the Gemara continues with Pasuk Tess, as it says, V'asuf Ishtar es Eifah Par V'Niach, and a person whose tar will gather together the ashes apart, and he'll leave it Mechutz L'Machra. Zach Gemara, Ish L'Hachshu Sezar, over here, since it doesn't say the word Kain, and just says the word Ish, it's coming to teach us that a Zar is Kasha, to go and gather together the Eifah Nepara, and to leave it now, not only does it say the word ish, it also says the Lashin tar. And Rashi says it doesn't have to tell you that this person has to be tar because Rashi says the ilumute tami pshita the chatas kariyachman is called the chatas, and therefore, of course, you have to be tar when you handling it. On that, the Gemara says we learn out from the word tar lahachshes isha. It's coming to be machshet isha because there's an extra word. Therefore, it's coming to tell us that even the isha is kosher to gather together the eifer para v'niach el mechutz l'machna. And the Gemara continues. The pasuk says v'niach, and we learn out mishi only someone has actual das in order to place it in a makam tar somewhere where it's tar and therefore it's come to be that a cherishite cotton cannot take it to bring it outside because they don't have das in order to be mafkin bein a makam tar to a makam tummy. and the Gemara continues with the Mishnah in Mesechus Par Tanan Hasa we learned over there everyone is kosher to go and take the water and pour it into the kli together with the eifah para chutz bi cherishite aside from cherishite v'katan Meaning a woman could do it, but not a cherishet v'katan. Yehuda machshe v'katan on paisa v'ishur. Yehuda says exactly opposite, and he says a cotton could go and be mekadesh the eifer para with the water. However, an isha and an andragonist cannot do so. So tomorrow, my time, Rabbanon. What's b'shal in the Tanakhama in Rabbanon? The Chizuk says in the pasuk, "V'lakul atame me'afas shreifas hachatas." This pasuk of taking for the tummy from the alpha of the shreifas hachatas is right after we just had the pasuk of v'asav ishtar as eifer para, and over there, as we saw before. That is kosher for an isha to do it, and it was possible for a cherishet to do it. And Rebbe says that the pasuk of v'lachu l'tami me'afas reiv sechatas is going back on the same people that it says v'asam ishtaris eifah par v'niach. And just like over there, an isha was kosher and a cherishet v'kater were not kosher. Therefore, over here, the same thing applies. Zokimar hadach the pasuk rabasifah pasuk rabakidish. Whoever was puzzled by that sifah, I was continuing with that pasuk and was saying that it's going to be puzzled by kiddush as well, which is a cherishet v'kater. V'hanach the achshiri l'chabas. And the ones I said that were kosher for Asifa will also be kosher by Kiddush, and that's referring to a woman. By the fact that they use a different terminology, because before we said in Lashon Yachid for Asaf, and now we get, go and we say Vilachu, which is a Lashon Rabbim, therefore it would seem that it's going on a different person. And therefore the Gemara says, My Vilachu, by the fact that it said Vilachu, that I feel cotton to pass Chasam, even a cotton I said was possible over there, over here, by the case of mixing the water together with the eifah para that they will be kashan. Zotkemar isha minali. We as Rabbi Huda know that an isha will be puzzled by the din of placing the water together with the offer. Zotkemar says vinasa v'loy vinasta. The pasuk continues and says v'lochul atami me'afas reifis achatas vinasa love mayim chayim el kali. And since it says vinasa, which is lashon zacha, therefore we learn out only a man could do it and not a woman. Now the Gemara has a problem. Rabbanon l'chayra. Rabbi Huda has a good title. Rabbanon. How can you say that the word v'lochul atami me'afas reifis achatas? Is going on the same person that did the Asifas Eifah Para because it was right afterwards, but Lachari it says it in a different Lashon because before it said Va'asaf Ishtar Lashon Yakin and then it said Vilaka, which is Lashon Rabbin. On that, the Rabbanan respond and say, There's a reason why we use a plural Lashon, but in the Khanami it's going on the same people, and therefore, if you both Benegea placing the Eifah Para and gathering together the Eifah Para as well as putting the water into the Eifah Para, an Isha will be Kasha and a Cherishite Vakatan will be Pasal. And the Gemara explains the Psukim according to Rabbanan. 
Rachmanim because it comes from Rachmanim Velakach Vinasan. If it would say Lashi Yachid even on the word Velakach as it says Vinasan and as it says before on the word Vasav, Havimina Adu Shakol Chad Viyav Chad. You might think that one person and the same person has to take the Eifer and the same person has to place the water and the Eifer together in the Kli. Because Rachmanim Velakhu. That's why it says that it's a Lashon Rabbim to teach us that it doesn't have to be done by the same person. So, for example, Reuven could go and gather together the ashes and then Shimon could come and put the water on top of the ashes in the kli. And if we would say both Belash and Rabbim would say Belach and you might think that you need two people actually to do both of these avoiders and we would think that the same two people, for example, Reuven and Shimon would actually have to gather together the ashes and then Reuven and Shimon would have to take the water and place it in the kli on top of the ashes. And therefore it says one Belash and Rabbim one Belash and Yachid that even if two people would go and bring the ashes together and then one would put the water on top it would be kosher and since it says in this Lashon therefore we know it doesn't have to be the same person at all and therefore we also know that if one person would actually gather together the ashes and one person which is another person would put the water on top of the ashes that would be also good and therefore it comes out that in a Chanami Reuven could go and gather together the ashes as one person and then Shimon could come and take the water and place it on top of the ashes and that would work as well. And this is a good spot to now explain what the Gemara meant on Membeza Membeza when Ulam said the words Mashma Memela, it comes out according to Rabbanon that these Psukim, even though they're coming after the Psukim before, they actually have the same Lima that just like before, a woman was Kasher for Asifa and a Kharashet Vikatar were Apostle. Therefore, by Kiddush as well, a woman was Kasher and Kharashet Vikatar were Apostle. But according to Rabbi Yudin, it actually is a good example of Mighty Miyad Mashma because the original Pasuk of Asifa, we said that Isha is Kasher and a Kharashet Vikatar Apostle and then in this Pasuk is Mashma exactly the opposite by the Gei Akidosh that it's going to be Kasher by a Kharashet Vikatar but an Isha will be Apostle. The Gemara now continues to explain Pasuk Yudches V'lokach Ezer V'tavu B'mayim Ishtar V'hizer It says that you'll take an Ezer and you'll dip it in water and you'll do the Hazar onto the person that was Tameh. So over here it again uses the terminology of Ish and it uses the terminology of Tar and L'chari both of these words are extra because it could just say V'lokach Ezer V'tavu B'mayim by the fact that I use again the word ish and tar, therefore we say it's coming to co against what we just said before. And therefore, each shita will be exactly the opposite of the shita that they said in the last pasuk. L'rabbanon, according to Rabbanon, it said, B'negea kiddush, that it will be kosher by an isha, and a cherishet v'kat will be apostle. Therefore, over here, we do exactly the opposite. Since it says ish and that's extra, it must be telling you that over here, v'lo isha, that an isha cannot go and spritz the mayim onto a person that's tamay. And then when it says tar, which is extra, Therefore, it's coming to tell us that a Kharashet Vikatan would be mutter to do the Hazar on a Tommy person. And Rabbi Huda, quote Rabbi Huda, it said exactly the opposite Shita, Benigayah mixing the water into the Eifah, that an Isha would be possible and a Katan would be Kasha. Over here, he would say exactly the opposite. Ish Voloi Katan, he would say that an Ish could, has to do it, but not a Katan. The Katan cannot do the actual spritzing of the water onto a Tommy person. And then when it says Tarvus is extra, is Lahashas Isha, it's coming to tell you that an Isha can do an Hazar on the Tommy person. Now, in this Gemara, again, it's a perfect example of the idea of both Lefidu Rabban and Lefidu Rabbiuda, that since you have words that don't have to be here, and we already had someone that we were pers- talking about in the prior Pasuk, therefore, on this Pasuk, we switch it, both Lefidu Rabban and Lefidu Rabbiuda, according to their own shittas. And we continue with the Gemara. Meisve, the Gemara asks the Shailah, we just said, according to Rabbiuda, that a cotton is possible to go and spritz the Mechatas on someone who is Tommy Mace, and an Isha is Kasha to go and spritz the Mechatas on someone who is but Fred Gemara, we have a Mishnah in part that says, everyone is kosher to go and do the hazard of the 
Gemara Aduma onto someone that's coming mace. Chutz mitumtu v'adregas v'isha aside from mitumtu v'adregas because there's a tzad ishus over there, and as well an isha cannot do dazah. The cotton sheish das and a cotton that has das isha misiyasu umazah. If an isha helps him out, it's still going to be good because the cotton is really doing it. But the point of the mission over there is that you see clearly that the isha is possible to do dazah and the cotton is kosher to do dazah. And we turned that mem gemara and base for like Paul Rabbiuda and Rabbiuda is not chayluk on the Tanakama of that Mishnah, and he doesn't say that I disagree and I hold that Isha is kosher and a cotton is puzzle. And we just said that that's Rabbi Yehuda Shita. So Amabaya Abaya says, Since we just learned Mashma Maitimiyan Mashma, U Mashma Mela, therefore, in this case, it has to be polig by the fact that it says the word Ish and it also says the word Tar, and therefore it must be that this Pasuk is going exactly the opposite of the Pasuk before, and therefore, according to Rabbi Yudha, it's posher that in the case of Hazard, Isha will be kosher and a cotton would be puzzle. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to explain these psukim at all. And your advice just points out that Lachira, if it's true that Rabbi Yudah actually is chayluk on Rabban and the Mishnah Empire, then why didn't the Mishnah Empire say that Rabbi Yudah is chayluk? And he says it's Pashat. Since Lafita Rabban, the reason why they say that by the Hazor, an Isha is puzzle and a cotton is kosher because it has to be exactly the opposite of the previous psukim where we were talking about mixing water into the ephah because otherwise it doesn't have to say the words of Ish and Tar. So the Mishnah didn't have to tell us that Rabbi Yudah argues because it would be Pashat to us that if Rabbi Yehuda said when you're mixing water into the ephah that an isha would be puzzled and cotton kosher then but it has to be exactly the opposite that an isha is kosher and a cotton would be puzzled also just to point out Taisi asked that how could HaGemara have a happening that Rabbi Yudah doesn't argue on this Mishnah in Pura, but we know that Tosefta says but first Rabbi Yudah argues on that he says B'Shem HaMakshid L'Shmila Abraham said Makshid did not know of this Tosefta the Gemara continues a person that's tar should spray the ephah para onto the person that's tummy. So the Gemara is bothered. We know the person was tar, as we said before, ish tar. So why do we have to say again the word tar? And therefore we learn out tar mechlal shu tummy. This person that's tar, he's a little bit tummy still. It's teaching us that even someone that went to the mikvah and he still didn't have harashemesh, he's still going to be kosher to go and spray the paraduma on someone that's tummy. And actually we said that this is something they used to do in order that they would argue on this point and the Chacham wanted to show that the Tzedukah were wrong and therefore they actually went and were metami the person that would be Mazah in order to show that Tzedukah were wrong. I'm Rabbi Asi, Kehavabu Rabbi Yechel and Rishlakish were learning the ideas of Parah they couldn't even understand the Pesukah because it was so hard as we just explained it says the word Kain it says Elazah it says Aisai all types of different pronouns and they couldn't understand it just like the amount of dust that a fox gets on its feet when it's trampling on a sudden that was already plowed, meaning it, they only got a little bit out of it. Ella Amri, but they would say at the end result, Mashma Maitzmiyad Mashma Mashma Mela, as we just explained all the psukim, like Ula just explained. Gemara continues. Tani Tana Kamed Rabbechra Amayra said a brisa in front of Rabbechra and says, "Follows Kol Shkitas Kshir is bizarre. All type of Shkitas are kasha with a zar, and you don't need a kain. Chutz Mishal Par aside from a paraduma that you need a kain, it's not kasha bizarre. Like Rav said before, Amle Rabbechra Rabbechra said to this person, Puk Tani Lebra, go and learn this brisa outside because I don't agree with you." That we never find that shchita by a zar psula and not even by the paradumi because I hold like Shmuel. Not only was he happy with this chacham that said this member and this brisa over elafilu rabbi loitzayis, he didn't even listen to his rabbi. Because Rabbi Yechon said over in the name of Mishum Yitzadik, who was his rabbi, that shchita is par bizar psula, that the shchita paraduma with a zar would be puzzle. And on that, Rabbi Yechon said, and he argued in his rabbi, he said, "Bani oimen, I say." Shayrat is kosher to do shkita on the paradum with a zar because like Matina shkita shepsul 
bizarre, as we just explained. The Mishnah said that he would come to his par a second time, and once again he would say vidui. Now, just to point out, because some people make a mistake, the Kain Gadol and Kippur would actually bring only one par. On that one par, he would say vidui twice, once for himself and Bnei Besi, and one time he would say Aniu Bnei Besi u Bnei Aaron Am Kriyshecha. So Gemara asks, Why in the first time that he said vidui, he didn't mention the children Aaron, he didn't mention the Kainim? The Gemara explains We learned in Yeshiva This is the proper way to do things That it's proper for a person Who's already innocent and did tshuva To come and ask for kapara on someone that's chayiv And it shouldn't be that someone that's still chayiv And didn't do tshuva yet Should come and ask for kapara on someone that's chayiv And therefore the Kayan Gadol would go And ask first for tshuva and do vidui For himself and for his entire family And then once he's innocent and he already did tshuva then he could already ask for kapara for all of the kayanim. We continue with the Mishnah Shachtai, the Kayan Gadol goes and shechs his par, the Kibbub Mizuk is Dami, and he's Mikabal because the Kayan Gadol, of course, has to do all the Avedis and Kippur, so he himself is Mikabal, the blood in the Mizuk. And because the Kayan Gadol is not actually going to go and do the Zrikas Adam after this, but he first has to go and do the Maisa and the Avoid of the Ktaris in the Kaydish Kadashim, so therefore he would take the actual Mizuk of the blood, the Nicely Mishimumaris by in order that the blood during this time would not congeal, he would give it over to another coin that would go and stir it and shake it around in order that it doesn't congeal, and that coin would stand on the river of which we'll explain tomorrow in the Gemara. Not the Machta, then the coin Gadol would take a shovel for all the Rosh Mizbech, and he would go up to the top of the Mizbech HaChitzayin. Now, on top of the large Mizbech, which was the Mizbech HaChitzayin, there were a few fires, as we'll explain later on, but one of the fires, which was on the west side of the top of the Mizbech, that was the fire that they would take the actual coals for the Keteris that were being done in the Kaddish Kedoshim. And therefore he would go and part of Gechalim Elav Elach. He would move the coals and the fire that was on that fire and he would move them to the side. And he would go and take from that shovelful of the inner coals in order that he should make sure that he get coals that are not fully on flame but they weren't dying down either and they were very hot for yard. Then he would go down and he would place the actual shovel with the coals on the fourth row of stones in the Azara. And the reason why he would put it down is because afterwards he'd have to go get the Keteris to go and bring it into Kaddish Kedashim together with the coals. Every day of the year, he would go and do the Keteris process and he would do it with the shovel of silver because as we know, every single day of the year, together with the Tamish Shach and Tamish Ben Abayim, there was also Keteris that were brought onto the Mizbech HaPrimi. And therefore, you would use a shovel of Kesef to remove the actual coals from the Mizbech HaChitzayin and he would bring the coals and the keteris onto the mizbeach haplimi umar b'teich shelzav, and he would then switch the coals to the gold shovel. Vayayim chaytum shelzav. However, today on Yom Kippur, he would actually use a golden shovel, a bahim achlas, and he would bring the coals into the kodesh kedoshim in the same gold shovel. Every single day, he would use a shovel, which was a silver shovel that was a four kav, and then he would switch it to a shovel that only held three kav, and he would actually leave off one kav. He would right away take a shovel that only held three kav, and he would take that into the Kaddish Kedoshim. Rashi points out that the reason why in Kippur they made it easier for the Kain Gadol is because of Choshu the Kain Gadol, since the Kain Gadol was doing all of that Vayi Hayyim on Yom Kippur, therefore we wanted to make it easier for the Kain Gadol. Every single day they used a shovel that was six saw, and then they went to three kav, which is exactly half of a saw. But on 
Yom Kippur, they used three kav, Ubayim Machlis, and they went in with the same shovel. Every single day, the weight of the actual shovel was very heavy, but today they made it lighter. Every day of the year, they made the handle of the shovel shorter, but today they made it longer in order that the Kayin could lean the actual handle of the shovel against his arm and therefore make it easier for him to carry. Every single day, the gold was green and today was red, which was a better quality. Every day of the year, they brought half of a portion of the terrace in the morning and half in the afternoon. And today they added on an extra two handfuls of terrace because that needed to be going in the Kaddish Kedoshim. Every single day, the terrace was put through the sifter and it was ground well and it was very fine. But on Yom Kippur, it was put back into the grinder another time and it was refined even further to be Every single day, if you're looking at the Kevish from the south side of the base of English, because that's where the Kevish started, and therefore, if you looked at it, then on the right side, which was closer to the Mizrach, that's where the Kayanim used to go up, and then they would go down on the west side. But today, the Kayan Gadol is doing all the Abaydas, and therefore, he would go right in the center, both the way up and on the way down. So every single day of the year, if the Kayin Gadol is doing the Avedah, then that's a Derech HaMelech to go right in the center. And therefore, he would go up in the middle. The Yeri B'Amtsin also would come down in the middle every single day. The Chayyim Kayin Gadol, Mekadosh Yadav Ragman Akir. Every single day, the Kayin Gadol would be Mekadosh, his hands and feet from the Kir, which was in Dazar. But today, they had a pitch of gold that they would pour and use that for Kiddush Yadav Ragman Akir. Every single day, the Kayin Gadol would be Mekadosh, his hands and feet from this pitcher of gold and he wouldn't use the kir. The kir was only used for the kayin hediyotis. Every single day there will be four groups of fires on the top of the mizbech but today it was five every single day there was three and today it was four and every single day there were only two and today there was a third one which was made for the kataris and for the ashes and the coals that would go into the kayin and we'll stop over here.